Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 122. We are back. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. Welcome. We got big, big news. <laughs> we have our uh, <laughs> Wizards correspondent ready. <laughs> oh, man. Got to start off with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's tough, man. You, I'll start off the bat. I'll say I wish I had more time to kind of get a, a more cohesive reaction to it yeah because i have a lot of a lot of conflicting emotions well you know we'll come back to it again but gotta get gotta get the first ones the first ones are you know where the heart what your heart really is trying to say you know i'm not gonna lie my my first impression like literally as soon as i saw it uh i was kind of excited for uh for the wizards okay because to me, this is like um, this is kind of what uh, Houston did with Russ and CP, uh-huh. where it's like a gamble of kind of ch- slight change in play style. Now, yeah. it, with between these guys, it's not so much night and day like it is with Russ and CP. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wall, when Wall was playing really well, he did have a lot of like high floor general qualities. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what something Wall didn't have, and I think Russ is capable of bringing, is like um, is a a, sh- a shooting carrier, if that mm. makes sense. Uh, explain. So, with Wait, you're when, saying this is what Russ does bring, you said. Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I think I think the Wizards often struggle to play cohesive basketball when guys aren't hitting shots or they're not really getting like penetration. Yeah. Especially when Beal doesn't have it going. Yeah. And I think Russ can control, he can control more of who takes the shots. Yeah. Now, obviously that brings me straight into the negative because (laughs) once I started deep diving, how I really felt about both players how I feel about the the fit with Russ and, and our current players. I I drew a complete blank on the picture of Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal playing good basketball together. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's kind of where I've been stuck more than anything, is I can't even picture what that would look like for them to play well together. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to me, you can't I mean, picture like the dynamic duo yes, essence yes. of them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, Russ is a guy like he clearly showed that if you're just taking turns, Russ is either gonna overwhelm the turns, or he's gonna not be um, in a rhythm as much. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is where I've just. I get kind of more sad about it as the days go on, <laughs> as the hours go on. I mean, I don't know. What did you think? What was your first thought? For the Wizards? Yeah. Uh, my first thought was they have another <laughs> – I think I, – I don't know if I've expressed how much I don't really – I'm not a fan of Westbrook's kind of basketball on here much. I think, I, give him, I think we both have. 
Okay, well, and part of me said, okay, they have another, like, actual best player on the team kind of player, right? Because I think Wall, I think Wall is good, and I also haven't expressed how much I like Wall because, probably because he hasn't played since we started the podcast, basically. <laughs> yeah. I really, really like John Wall's game. Always have. But, um... I don't see him on any team being like a star, a go-to guy, or a. Uh, I mean, he he could be a go-to guy, but he's not a. Like I, if John Wall is the best player on my team, my team is not good. That's how I look at it. I got you. He needs he needs talent around him to kind of maximize what he does. Absolutely. So to me, with Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook could play out there with. Four blind people, and Westbrook is still gonna have a good game. Yes, he'll he may have ten turnovers, but he's still gonna look like the guy you can give the ball to and trust that he's gonna go make something happen. Not that Wall doesn't do that, but Westbrook does it like to just a higher power, I would say. And Beal, you know, the last couple seasons I was. A little, well, definitely this past season, not so much the year before, but this past season, I was a little worried about Beal, Beal's usage. I, I didn't want him to, you know, run out of gas. Yes. I'm glad they didn't go to the bubble because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they didn't, you know, make it into the playoffs because I really wanted Beal to get some rest. I really did. Yeah, because man, I, his, his back was hurting. It was a long year for him. Yeah, really long year. And, um... I think having Westbrook gives you that freedom where Beal could sit out, you know, he could rest the full quarter yes. and Westbrook can still carry the offense in a lot of different ways. And, and I think Westbrook is getting better at not needing the ball to an extent, um, just a little bit better, not much better. And it, he may revert back on the Wizards, but I'm, I think that they have a chance where Beal could really get some rest finally. Because when Wall was out there by himself, it was okay, but Wall had to do, like, everything. Yes. And, and this think, is this was my problem. I think Westbrook fits the Wizards better for that. Mm-hmm. Because I think, obviously, to good, good and bad extent, Westbrook, when you have Westbrook on the team, you know that he's going to decide the game. Mm-hmm. In a lot of the time, a lot of the, in the losses, my problem with Wall was, I want you to decide the game, not Gortat or Otto Porter. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Gortat decided the game is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not, obviously I'm, I'm exaggerating with the deciding the game. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know what you're saying but, but in like in critical in, in critical runs i think yeah. star players have to like they have to control what's going on yeah and wall wall kind of doesn't he oftentimes doesn't feel when his teammates don't have it going mm-hmm. I like there's a certain agree. like if auto porter doesn't doesn't have some good shots some good buckets in three quarters i'm not really passing him the ball if i could get a shot right and westbrook most certainly is not (laughs) exactly that's one thing i will never have to worry about with westbrook yes yeah and Um, and that that's how i feel but 
let me say this though to your point everything i said was positive was about westbrook not being in the game with the beal so <laughs> exactly that's again everything every positive spin i try to put on it abruptly comes to an, a halt when i picture russell westbrook and bradley beal in half court trying to like make plays for each other yeah i don't think it's gonna be good it just looks it sounds like it in my mind i only think negative about that yeah, I I understand that. I really um, do. But again, that the Wizards the Wizards roster also fits Russ a lot more than the Houston ever did. You think so? Because our our overall talent is in the front court. Yeah. We got uh Bryant, we got Hachimura and Bertans. Your promise is in the front court for sure. Yes. Mhm. And I think uh Russ kind of it, it maximizes his play style, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's just, it's interesting to me how healthy he's going to be coming into the season. Um, and, and just how him and Bradley Beal are going to mesh. That's going to be the by far the biggest key. Yeah, it is. Because there, were, there yeah. were brief moments when when Harden and Russ looked really good together. Yeah, I agree. Very brief, though. You had to, like, really, really pay attention. It was often, you know, minimal possessions during a game. Yeah. Same thing. That's the thing with Russ, man. It's it's happened for, for short stretches with everyone that he's played with. Mm-hmm. It happened with Paul George. It happened with Durant a ton. But for some reason in the playoffs, it never happens. Nope. I really, there was, there was games, especially the big games, where I really liked him and Paul George. I know! Dude, when, when they, they the, killed the Warriors! Oh my god. And the Bucks? That yes. Time, where PG banged on Greek Freak? Yes. That was a great game, and they looked great together. The intent, you know, that's one thing, well, we'll talk about Paul George in a little while, but Westbrook brings intensity to some of the mellower guys that need it. Yes. And I think Paul George was that. And I, you know, I think Beal kind of has intensity already, but Westbrook can bring some fire to the rest of those guys. Yes. That's one thing. I don't know. Him and wall are kind of interchangeable with that aspect. I think they're both do that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Russ, Russ just has a little bit more of a of a team friendly uh, energy elevation. Yeah, he does. Wall's a little bit more of like a I'm unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it's just it's. No, I agree with you on that though. I really do. It, it's gonna be tough with Ru- Russ. Is so unpredictable. So it's just. That... I'm gonna remain excited for the time being. Uh huh. But we'll see. Uh, do you think you think John Wall is more predictable than Russ? Mm. And if so, by a lot or? Well, you know, uh, if he went to only because he went to Houston, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Because uh, he goes like 
going from James Harden to Bradley Beal is an upgrade as far as your own potential. Yeah. Uh, but going in the opposite direction, going from Bradley Beal to James Harden is is a step in the wrong direction to me. I agree, especially for John. And again, to try to be positive, I could see maybe this is the step back that Wall will be forced to take that maybe he needs. Uh-huh. Where he doesn't have to carry the offense, he doesn't have to make every play. Mhm. But at the same time, James Harden is making every play, so what exactly is Wall doing? Right. Again, that superstar fit is just... I don't really see it. Right. That's fair. That's why it's its so weird to me to, like, be mad or happy about this trade, because I think it could help or hurt both teams. I agree. I think it could be a disaster for both teams... And I think it could be, like, a, a huge step forward for both teams. Yeah. I agree. You know, I, I think one thing about John, um, for me, with the with Harden, I think John sometimes benefits from being able to take a couple bad shots here and there. And, you know, being able to... You know John is good for at least two wild shots a game. Yes. Not as many as Westbrook. But John, you know, he'll go for an ISO and take a tough step back jumper, knowing he's really not a jump shot shooter. Yes. And I'm, if he doesn't get that, I just wonder. Sometimes I just, I just wonder what his impact is for the Rockets, at all, if yeah. there is any. Uh, because everything I saw from Russ, Wall is not as good at that. Mm-hmm. I think he could do it, and he'll obviously have big games. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the way Russ could kind of turn into a slasher and then kind of go back to an ISO playmaker, mm-hmm. I, I just, it's hard for me to picture Wall doing that as well. Yeah. But, let's mention the other other piece that the Rockets got, which is a... First round pick. No, DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, oh. If if he's healthy, DeMarcus Cousins... I, what I was going to bring up is that um, Wall, without a big man, I have never liked how it looked. Without Gortat, <laughs> even when Gortat just came out of the game, Mahimi, yeah. garbage. No, no, yeah, the whole game, work. The whole game was just thrown completely out of whack. But that's a lot of that is making me be completely awful. To be fair, no. But even when even when Gortat wasn't there, and it wasn't me, I forgot who it was. It wasn't Mahimi. Though. There's been some randoms, and who, it's, who it's always bad. Yeah. And he, yeah, they're bad, but but it shouldn't matter that much, right? It, but it was. It was the the big man, like because sometimes Wall will take that like it's like a between the corner and the wing. Like, it's an ISO, but he may back down. He may back down and try to spin off of it. Yeah. And if there's no rebounder there at all, like it would be on a Houston without Cousins or without Wood even, without a big man period, that would would be a complete disaster on Houston. Just complete. Because you saw when Westbrook tried to 
cradle people in in the paint in the backboard shot. Harden was wasn't even break. on. Harden wasn't even on screen for a lot of those plays. Exactly, it was just a fast break for the other team, and so I I don't want to I don't want to see that this year with Wall. So, um, I think having cousins with Wall, to me, that is the equalizer for the trade for me. If Cousins is healthy, any big man they they get, to me, they got Wood and they got Cousins, that equalizes the trade a little bit for me. Everything you lose with Westbrook, because now you have Wall and a big man, so Wall can actually pick and roll, do what he does best. Like, I think the team is kind of forming to where it could be really good for Wall. Like you said, it's hit or miss, but the way the team is forming, like, has changed... I think could be really, really good yeah. for Wall. And it, it wouldn't have mattered for Westbrook. I do think Covington is kind of a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, but, you know, one other thing, and we're going to talk about chemistry a lot more in a little bit. Yep. I think bringing in Wall and Cousins, it gives me hope that uh, Houston could potentially turn into a contender. Mm, okay. And when they got eliminated, the first thing I said on here was, when your star player is a loser, you're never going to compete for a championship. Right. And one problem I had with kind of Russ and Harden's dynamic was, they looked like they were boys off the court. <laughs> there was yeah. rarely ever chemistry. Like, you notice they never really hyped each other up or like talked, you know, in during a break to each other it always felt isolated yeah in when russ when russ couldn't hold harden to any kind of standard harden reverted back to being a loser yeah i don't think wall and cousins even if they're not healthy even if they're on the bench i do not think they allow that to happen okay now I don't. Maybe Harden's that much of a loser that he won't respond to it. Uh huh. But uh, there needs to be somebody there who pushes Harden to elevate his game. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I think Houston. I don't know if they haven't done it or maybe they've tried and he hasn't responded. But it's it's sorely lacking for them right now. Yeah, I agree. One thing about Wall that I do like about him as a teammate, I don't think Wall is, well, I don't know this. This is just from what I've seen. And actually, the last couple years with the Wizards completely contradicts this. (laughs) But Wall doesn't seem like I'm a step on your game kind of guy. Like Westbrook, it seems like if anyone else is having the best game of their life other than Westbrook, like he figures out a way to change that for the night, but I it doesn't seem like like if Wall I remember Beal could be going off and Wall is fine with just getting the fifteen assists just from him driving and kicking to Beal. Like Westbrook, that's not Westbrook, and that's why Westbrook and Harden would combine for twenty five missed exactly. threes and twenty shots. Yeah, Wall won't do that. Exactly. And, you know. If Harden's taking 30 shots and Harden has 60, Wall's not, he may not shoot at all for the rest of the night. Wall will take like 10 shots. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wall is perfectly fine with barely scoring and getting a bunch of assists. Yeah. But On the he, if they're winning. Right. It's just he needs to be involved. He does. Yeah. That's my yep. thing. Like Russ doesn't need to be involved. He could just he just hand him the ball and and throw him back to his OKC days. Yeah, and like you said, Harden's not bullying those two guys. Exactly. He's definitely not bullying Cousins. Yeah. You can forget about that. Oh, I mean, Wall, gang sign Wall, you know, hopefully hey, he comes back. If he comes back, the Rockets are going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for both the teams. I really am. Yeah, it, it's it's a change in dynamic that I think both of them needed. Mm-hmm. It might not work out, but I, I I like that they went for it. Yeah, I do too. I I'm more happy that Wall left the Wizards. You know, I shouldn't say happily, but he left the Wizards when he wanted to leave them. Than I am like I really don't care where Westbrook goes. To be honest. And I don't care if the Wizards got Westbrook, but I I would have preferred Wall to stay there. But the fact that Wall didn't want to, I'm glad he left like immediately. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey man, if Houston makes that Brooklyn, uh, that Brooklyn Hall <laughs> for James yeah. Harden, yeah. Oh my God, scary. Yeah, they be they may be really crazy. Come on, get him, get him out of here. They won't. Nah, they won't. Yeah. They well, I, well. I'll say this: they won't take Kyrie in the trade anymore. Oh hell no! Yeah. So, I mean, it may still be on the table. Oh, dude, can you cousins and Jared Allen in the paint together? Yes, and then you got Wall and uh, Dinwiddie backing him up, and Christian Wood backing whoever at the forward up. Like yeah. he's. He was solid last year. I, he probably would start over Cousins until Cousins was ready. But, yeah, I mean, they would have a solid team. It, we'll, we'll see if it still comes. I mean, the coach is saying that he's preparing to have Harden, though. So Yeah, but he is giving him space, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to really gauge anything from that because it is kind of a weird year. Yeah, uh, season ended recently, so yeah. At, and at the same time, it seems like a good idea to chill out. Yeah, and you never know; it may get an offer they can't refuse. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, really, the coach just won't know when that. He'll just get the call afterwards. I wonder yep. if they would have the balls to trade him mid mid season. <laughs> no, they like don't. what if they're what if they're like struggling like really bad? What if they're one of the teams that's you know, that's been replaced in the playoffs. I mean, I don't think they'd almost have to trade Harden because that, oh, yeah. they don't have anyone else they can really trade. I mean, P.J. Tucker and Daniel House is not going to change your team during the season. Like, whoever you get for them is not going to change your team yeah. during the season. So, yeah, I don't know. I do not know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. You you think the Wizards are going to make the playoffs? Mm. Has Westbrook ever missed the playoffs? I don't think he has. 
I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, don't think so. I do want to see. I want to see that European kid you guys got the, the forward. Yeah, yeah, the Denny, ninth pick. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name. Avi, something. He looks fire in the highlights. Yeah, our draft, we're so random. Like one year we'll get a, a, a like a great player like Hachimura, and then mm-hmm. you know. We'll we'll spend a top pick on Otto Porter. I thought Otto Porter was gonna be better than he is. I won't you know, say he, I thought he was gonna be fire, but I, I, I definitely thought he'd be better. It's the expectation that's the problem with him. If he was a mid first round pick, I think he'd be living up to what he is. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that he was top three. Yeah, and coming from. Cause he and coming from Georgetown and staying there, he was like a big like, man there too. Yeah, he was like a, he was like Chris Bosh there or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know staying yeah. in DC and then like like that kind of that also made it weird because, you know, I they thought he was just gonna pick up where he left off. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about it. The Clippers. The, the chemistry just keep proving us right. Ty Lue has uh, ensured the Clipper Nation that he is dialing back on the perks, in quotations, of uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd see that. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you want to? Uh... <laughs> you want to talk about what their perks were first? Um, yeah, let's get into that first. Okay. You got it. So, so Paul George, I'm going to put aside because he's coming off two short, like, (laughs) okay, okay, hold on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make the point before I share my thoughts. Um, Paul George was coming off of serious injuries, so you have to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kawhi Leonard, the, my problem is we knew Kawhi Leonard was getting special treatment because we knew that's how the Clippers got him. Right. I mean, dude, Kawhi Leonard made them pick Paul George for them. Right. Kawhi Leonard literally said, if you don't bring Paul George, I'm not coming here. That was the first special treatment. That Giving up that started... 35 picks or whatever they gave up to... Yeah, five years worth of picks. Yeah. That that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. But the fact that they they didn't just cater to I understand catering to your star player with how the roster's built. Um, but when you when you basically hand the keys of the kingdom to the star player and you're running the kingdom as if the star player just makes every decision. Yeah. If if you think you could succeed that way, then you probably agreed with what Kyrie Irving said a couple weeks ago or a month or two ago. Why do we need a coach? <laughs> Why do yeah. we need a coach? The star player decides when we practice. Why doesn't the star player just tell us what we do in practice? Right. He'll get his reps. We'll get our reps off of whatever he does. 
Yeah. Our, our star player decides our culture, so he decides how we play. So why have a coach for what? Right. And you know what proves me right? Proves that they don't really care about finding a better coach when Doc Rivers left. What? Because they stayed within the organization with their replacement. Yep. The fact that after that collapse, this franchise said, we don't need an outside perspective to figure this out. Yep. Proves proves that the Clipper curse is is in full effect. <laughs> yep. It just yeah. I don't know, man. What what did you think? Obviously, you weren't surprised, but just this the, how many perks he they were getting. Yeah, um just, you know, so personal security guards Trainers and power over teams schedule practice schedule, and decide which games they wanted to play in. Right, that one everyone knew that already. Right, the load management part. Yeah. Um. Again, injuries are supposed to heal. You shouldn't have to load manage them forever. I can I remind everyone uh, of two things. Number one. Kawhi Leonard is from Los Angeles. Uh, Paul George <laughs> is from Palmdale, which is basically Los Angeles. You guys need security guards at home? Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? Why does the team have to hire security guards for them? And Kawhi Leonard... You lived in San Diego? What did you come to LA for? If you were going to live in San Diego, go to the Warriors. I mean, what sense does that make? This fight, this, uh, all this mess you you had about, oh, I want to go home, I want to get back to LA, Kawhi Leonard wants to go home. You're not even at home. You don't even care about being in L.A., but you you were so desperate to go play there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a, additionally requested personal space for his pregame routine, which often... Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I didn't even see that. I hope this isn't what I think it might be. That's all right. Which often kept female staffers out of the locker room for 20 to 45 minutes. What were you doing, dude? Like, no one can walk in the locker room? What the hell? What is going on? What? Is, is he saying... Alright. I don't know what this means, but I'm taking this two different ways. Was he in the locker room and the staffers weren't allowed in there? Or the staffers weren't allowed out of wherever he was? That's the part I'm trying to figure out. Dude, I, your guess is as good as mine. <sighs> uh, so, listen, man, I've, I, I'd be surprised if there's many bigger Kawhi haters than me on the planet. Oh, you were the first. You were the first one to me. <laughs> I'm not. None of this. None of the Kawhi part shocks me. <clears throat> and the Paul George part, I mean. George having a personal security guard is a little much, but again, he did come off the injury, so I get the trainers, the, I get 
his own practice schedule, but I don't get the whole team's practice schedule. And the thing is, they say Leonard and George, but only one of them can really have uh, command over their practice schedule. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if Leonard says we're not practicing and George says we are, what are they doing? They can't like both. You know. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. They could have. They could have just been like, "Yo, Kawhi just said like we're not practicing," and so the team was like, "All right, we just go. We just gonna run it without you." <laughs> that might be true, but <laughs> I mean, why? If Kawhi doesn't want to pra- like, I want to get my shots up. I don't give a shit if Kawhi doesn't want to practice. But it says the team's practice schedule. So that, that's, that's what's the- crazy. Like, yo. You, you you telling me Shamit couldn't get some extra reps in with his teammates because you were too lazy? The the, the thing is, <laughs> no, the players could get their own, but they didn't. I'm, have, I'm exaggerating. I just don't understand. They didn't run plays or anything. I don't understand. If you don't want to practice, you can't just be there. You could still be there, and you don't have to do anything. Right. Because you've convinced us over the last year and a half, two years, that you're. You being a, like, you being accommodated only has to do with your health. Mm-hmm. Like, if it doesn't have anything to do with your health, I don't give a shit what your what your fucking problem is. Right. Obviously, this didn't have to do with his health. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense to me. And for for Paul George <laughs> to, to... I'll play the you. You ready for the clip now, or? Yeah, for Paul George to say the things he just said the other day, it blows my mind. I got the clip. Hold on, hold on. Please, you have to this hear was, this. This was on. Uh, let's credit all Matt the Barnes smoke. And Steven Jackson. This was After, on all the smoke. Should call it no smoke for that episode. <laughs> let's see. You know, we was confident. We felt like you know we was. We went up. Oh, this is in reference to the. Nuggets and Clippers uh, series last, you know, last playoffs. Because, like, you know, we was confident. We felt like, you know, we was, we went up uh, 3-1. We felt like, you know, we going to win the next one. We lost. We like, cool, we up 3-2. We going to win the next one. We lost. (laughs) But during that that whole process, like, we we never worked on adjustments. We never Mm -hmm. worked on what to do differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just... Literally having the same shit happen over and over again. So it was, it it started to play a trick on you. Like, man, like, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? We talking amongst each other. Like, the conversations is like, nah, we're going to be all right. The conversation should have been like, nah, we need to this change we this. Do. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need to switch this up. We need – so it – it we we wasn't – like, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think we deserved it. We wasn't prepared enough going into it. Just us making an adjustment standpoint. Uh, we we wasn't prepared. We didn't put the work into it. It was kind of just like, yo, we got PG, we got Quad, we got Lou, Lou Trez. Yeah. Like, we we going to be straight. We going to figure it out. Because. Uh, okay. Which, which they didn't. Oh, my God. There's so, there's so many problems I have with just that statement. I honestly don't even need to get into the other nonsense he talked about. Which statement? Uh, this one you just played. Oh, okay, yeah. It, it, yeah. To me, every time I have a problem with Paul George, it's that everybody around him is accountable, but not him. Mm-hmm. He, he has all this insight on everything going on around him, and then has the audacity to say, 
Well, we have Paul PG. You didn't have PG. You had Pandemic P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't understand. You had Kawhi <laughs> Leonard getting outplayed by Jeremy Grant. Worked by Jeremy Worked. Grant. You had Montrezl, who couldn't guard any of the Nuggets' big men. <laughs> Look at it this way. Everybody on the Nuggets got a, a raise for this <laughs> last finals. Tory yes. Craig, yes. Jeremy Grant, Literally. Plumlee, Morris, everybody got a raise. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's crazy to me the lack of self-awareness mm-hmm. uh to to suggest that nobody even thought of making an adjustment and that goes on coaches. Yeah, obviously. Cuz yeah. he's not he's basically implying that coaching didn't do shit to change it up and and the Nuggets knew what we do, so they strapped us. Yeah. Okay, but they didn't double you. They didn't double Kawhi. <laughs> right. The Nuggets, and if you watch the games defensively, the Nuggets, on, the only adjustment they made is we're going to compete harder because we're on the brink of elimination. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And yeah. they moved the ball a little bit more. That's, yeah. Doc Rivers has to tell you that you got to move the ball more. Yeah, they were the same team that, you know, they were the same team every game. They it's did not... certain things better, but nothing changed. Right. You know, he, he you know acting who Jokic like, is. He's acting like the Nuggets just, like, unlocked the, the, the keys. They figured out the kingdom, <laughs> and we, like, the kingdom didn't make any adjustments. Paul George... <laughs> Who do you think controls the kingdom? Right. Because it ain't Doc Rivers, I could tell you that. Clearly not. <laughs> so to me, I just, the lack of self-awareness is so ignorant. It is so blatantly ignorant. It is. We, it's all, we, we, we. When, when you're a borderline MVP candidate, you're, man, you're balling. I'm balling. Yeah. I got to get my touches. I got to get. Uh, and he talks about it more in the same podcast that he, like, he was being treated, Doc Rivers was playing him as if he was Ray Allen. That he was just a sharpshooter? Yeah, he was coming off of pin downs and, and curls and all that stuff. Yeah, I and saw that. And he did do that. It. But if you look at the stats, and I remember the playoff games, he was getting plenty of pick and roll plays. Absolutely. So for him to say, like, I'm not getting... I'm not in the rhythm because I'm only getting like catch and shoot attempts is, is inaccurate. It is. It's like he wasn't there. Right. <laughs> like, I don't understand what, what, what adjustments should the team make when you're hitting the side of the backboard? Yep. <laughs> what can they do? I, I, I really, they're so doomed to me. Man, I I have said for a long time, Kawhi is up there, top three cancers in the league to me. Top three. I think he's one. <laughs> I he he probably has a sealed. I mean, Harden is still up there. But yeah, but I think we Harden is different because he's just he's like he's kind of like a shoulder shrugger. <laughs> yeah. Kawhi yeah. Leonard is like, uh, if I don't get my way, there is no way. 
Yeah, he's like holding the dead man switch. Yes. <laughs> and Paul George is in the top five, so... Yeah. It's just Paul, such an awful mix. I, I think, uh, in Paul George's defense, just slight defense, I, don't, I think he... He gets the keys. He gets like the second set of keys too often. Like Paul George should not really have anything to say about the team to me. And the only reason why he does is because Kawhi says nothing. Like it. Like hypothetically, if Paul George went to the Lakers, you think Paul George would say anything? Anything like anything this invasive about the team? Hell no. Exactly. The culture is not there. Right. But that's that, you chose the organization that you chose. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he chose to go to the Clippers, too. And I don't know him and Kawhi's relationship. It obviously wasn't good enough already. <laughs> I feel it's like, like they don't have... someone before you... I don't think them. they have any relationship, to be honest. They got married before they took a year of dating. It's <laughs> just said, like... Dude, he said at one point in the podcast, he was like... Okay, before, like, as we come into this year, me and Kawhi are going to get reps in practice together. As if that never happened last year. I'm sure it didn't. Exactly. I don't care how, I don't care how hurt you are. The fact that you're not in the gym with the other star player on the team, even if you're just sitting there watching him, is, is, you don't, you're not committed to making adjustments. But you ha- you have to look at it on both sides. Do you think Kawhi wanted him in the gym? Of course not. <laughs> That's what is going on. That to me is the. Of, of course he didn't. What an what uh, an anti Hooper like mentality to have. Because you know why I say that because on the Pacers, Paul George would have all the young guys in the gym with him. Exactly. He'd take them to commercials. Exactly. He said, "I want these guys to be seen." So. I the, even though Paul George gets some blame, everything he says to me is still talking about Kawhi. Like it, I know, I know, I know, I'm a Kawhi hater. I get it. But when I hear everything he said, it filters through my mind right back at Kawhi again. Oh, he's the start of the engine. Yeah, cause <clears throat> and again, like I said, if he's on there with LeBron, he might be sleeping at LeBron's house three days a week. If he's uh, remember Paul George used to take everyone fishing every year. Yeah. So you know Paul George isn't the dude who just wouldn't get reps with the other star player in the gym. It's, it's only Kawhi. <laughs> every every other instance we've seen Paul George be a great like that kind of teammate. Every everywhere else except for with Kawhi all of a sudden. So we have never heard of Kawhi taking people to fish. The only time I've ever seen Kawhi and another teammate was the What It Do Baby video. I've never seen him with someone else. I just it's outside crazy. of the court. He he took like what Tim Duncan did to too far, which was what? Which was just like uh like I'm a Chill. I'm a private guy. Like I mind my own business. I don't want people in my business. But he's shown that he's not only a private guy. Like he doesn't. I don't think he likes people. No, he doesn't. Because Tim Duncan had a ton of fun with Popovich with. Ginobili with Parker, he still does. And the right. thing is, it's probably harder for those. I mean, it's not that hard because they're all millionaires. But none of those guys were Americans either, so right. it's not like we 
be you know spend the summer together they're all in a different country exactly um and Kawhi has just no excuse bro Kawhi Kawhi is the type of guy who just hangs out with Uncle Dennis all day and Uncle Dennis is probably in his ear like dude like you 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 do it this way and this is how we gonna make it work yeah man it, it's bad it, you know um I think Paul George tries to defend his teams too often. I mean, again, I, he shouldn't he shouldn't say anything bad about the team, but to be in the, this uh, this invasive about the team and not say only positive things is bad. That that's just not smart on his part. So I'm not taking any uh, you know blame away from him from that. But as far as the team issues go, everything he said just still like I said. The team practice, okay, if Paul George says we're not practicing and Kawhi says we are, what are we doing? Practicing. They're practicing. We're on the court at whatever time. Exactly. So they say both of them had uh, power over teams practice, but yeah, I'm sure neither of them. I mean, I'd be surprised if they said, yo, man, we practicing today. Like, I'd be surprised if they came up with it together. Like, they had a conference with each other and said, yo, are we practicing? No. They just sitting there texting. Nah, we it not makes practicing. no sense. Like nah, I think yeah. about it, if I'm a star player, I want to practice with my role players. Of course. If I'm a coach, I want my star player meshing with my role players. Of course. Like I, I don't want Shamit to get shots up by himself. Yeah. I want him working with Kawhi because he can't hit shit. I'd like to hear another player say something about the those two, but they're probably too afraid to say anything about right, Kawhi. Right. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure team. when Patrick Beverly gets out of there, we're gonna get some heat. <laughs> Lou too. Lou. I mean, Lou as well. And you know, whenever, I mean, Montrezl was on the Lakers, and LeBron probably told him, you know, nah, we're not doing that because <laughs> of the image. Yeah. And that's just because LeBron's a good leader, but. Uh, I bet when he when he's when it's all said and done, he'll probably say something too. He already said they didn't want me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Jermichael Green. <laughs> did, did you hear what he said? Yes. <laughs> he literally proves my point. When I was talking about fighting, like man. they just they uh, just like... started playing harder. <laughs> That's what happens when you're losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you're that's, supposed that's to do, That's what happens when the guy. team wants to win the series. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, they're they're playing together. They're moving the ball. Wow. Wow. I didn't know. I, I guess that's a gear y'all don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that they say moving the ball, like, that is, that is a, like, a, you have to unlock that feature of the team with with so much playing time. <laughs> like that's the cheat code with the extra buttons, yes. the X O O. Yes, exactly. Triangle. <laughs> Come on, moving the ball. You went there because they moved the ball. You gotta go switch your playbook before the game. <laughs> oh my god, bro! That's like the the when you when the CPU only passes you the ball back in my player. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, man! Kawhi Leonard is swallowing up every possession, and Paul George is swallowing up what's left of that. 
And then yeah. and then you got you know the other players have to like randomly get it in from time to time. Paul George had to steal possessions sometimes. Bro, they had Reggie Jackson try to steal possessions out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, and he was successful a lot of the times. I'm surprised they signed him back. By the way, I, I really didn't too. want them to because I wanted him to go somewhere and actually play well and get some actual touches. It just bothers me. This team. To me, had one one job in the offseason above everything else mm-hmm. is to provide on-court leadership. <laughs> whether it's a, 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 a more prominent coach, whether it's a veteran player, or a point guard of some sort. And they, they look like they really haven't tried to do any of that. Yeah, they added um, Serge Ibaka. They fired Doc for not controlling how the team plays and then didn't provide anybody to control how the team plays. Yep. I mean, the Clippers, they deserve blame in all this, too. Because this is clearly a team who can't handle... They can't shoulder the expectations of being a top-tier team well. Yeah. Uh, because to me, uh, you're catering to both of your star players. To apparently, you're catering to pretty much a- anything they say. Yep. I mean, the fact that it doesn't stop past health is is just it's it's an indictment on how bad of an organization they are. Yeah. Steve Ballmer can sit there and get excited all he wants. He could sign this guy, that guy. But clearly, they don't. They're not self-aware enough to make the changes they need to make. Yep. Listen, man. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to call anybody a snake or anything. But I've already talked about Serge Ibaka enough on here. But um, I'll never get over him not playing for Congo in the Olympics. Never. The only black dude on the Spain team just because he can. Just because he wants to win. And he never played. He never... Did you ever see Ibaka in the game in the Olympics? Why was he on the team? I couldn't tell you. Just because Spain, you know, Republic of Congo is a... um, Is a uh, Spain uh, colony or whatever. So... He could get on the roster and just watch the games. So, I mean... Ibaka's a guy, he doesn't add or subtract anything. If you if they're going to suck the same way they sucked against the Nuggets, Ibaka's not helping. Uh, I say it all because I'm sure him and Kawhi are really close friends. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You, you, um, you said... Yeah, I agree with that. He doesn't change. He doesn't really change the makeup of the team from last year. He's just gonna do exactly what Jamichael Green did. Yeah. Some days he'll be better at it. Some days he'll be worse. Yeah. But it's not gonna matter because the play style, the play style is not gonna change in meaningful stretches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I yeah, encourage I, I encourage the listeners to check out the the podcast if it's out 
the full episode. Yeah. Because Paul George had a number of other interesting takes on how their season went. Mm-hmm. And it just, he just continues to prove to me how, how ignorant he is. Yeah. Honestly, I, I really don't have another word for it. Yeah, fair. It's fair enough. Real, real quick, I skipped over this, but did you see John Wall's letter to DC? Yeah. It was nice. Did you like it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it didn't really feel like him, but, you know. I, I, mean, I mean, he took the time. He probably wrote it out, you know. Yeah. It doesn't really sound like his words. Yeah, I gotcha. But. He usually has good, um, you know, uh, fan rapport. Oh, dude, I, dude, I love Wall, man. I love the, the, how he embraced DC off-road. Yeah. Kind of like what Dame did with, with Portland. Uh, Greek Freak did it with Milwaukee. I love that. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I was going to bring up. Uh, did you see Siakam, his statement on why he was trash in the playoffs? Oh, no. Well, not why, but him just talking about himself being really bad and how he's... He said, uh, I didn't recognize myself in terms of having fun. I love this game, and I don't ever want to be able to play the game without joy. I had no joy in the game. I always focus on going back and getting better. Uh, this offseason was no different, but I had to add a little edge. That's what he said, so. I mean, I like the last part, add a little edge, because he, he's like physical, but he doesn't know how to be physical, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very like, uh, my length should get me to where I need to go. And, yeah. And guys like Jalen Brown aren't having that shit. Right. Like guys like PJ Tucker, like the elite, like the really elite defenders. Yeah. Even like a OKC Paul George. Yeah. They're not having that shit. Right. So. Definitely not. But, you know, it's never fun when you can't make a fucking shot. Mm hmm. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't really. These guys, why can't these guys just say, like, I was just bad? Like, I couldn't hit shit. They did a good job defending me. Simple. Yeah. I gotta be better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, you were getting to... You were missing layups. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, there's there's a big difference between getting locked up and just being trash. Yes. Like, he was actually just just really bad. Yeah. He wasn't really getting locked up. And, um, I mean, Brown, he only got only locked up when Brown. he was trying hard, huh? Only when Jalen Brown was guarding him. Yeah. Yep. But like Tatum, he would take him to the basket and just blow the layup. He'd get the Kimba mismatch and just blow it. Blow it. Uh, big news: the Pistons. Oh no, not not Leangelo. <laughs> Listen, man. How again? How many times have I been telling you that the Pistons were going to do something to put fans in the stands? <laughs> they. <laughs> I knew the Pistons were just going to do whatever it took to get people to watch the games. And someone's going to watch this. I promise you. I promise you. If he makes the roster. 
Right, he has to make the roster, yeah. It's not guaranteed. I don't think he will. I'm not... There's just, like... There's a certain excitement I saw with Lonzo Ball. There's a certain excitement I saw with LaMelo Ball. I don't see that with him. And I know damn sure I ain't the only one. Pistons are pretty bad, though. You think he... You think he's going to have that hard of a time making it? He's not good. <laughs> I mean... Bro, he's an unathletic <laughs> volume shooter. What's his height? Like 6'5"? I don't know. How tall they, is he? Unless he's like 6'9", his play style is not going to work in the league. Yeah, he's 6'5", 215. He's, he's a heavy 6'5"? <laughs> Who's he guarding? He's Eddie House. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. He's moving like Eddie House. Bro, Eddie House used to zoom up and down the court three times before Kendrick Perkins made it once. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on, man. He's, dude, he's not even going to guard a soul. He may get moved to a two-way contract, they said, so. I, I want to see him in the G League because I, I want to see him play more. Yeah. Uh, but as far as what I have seen from him, it ain't good. Yeah, I'd like to see him play against an American pro just once. I just, again, it goes back to play style. Even yeah. though I don't like some of the things I've seen from LaMelo Ball, I see the excitement about that play style. Yeah. It just... He just, LiAngelo just chucks shots. Yeah. Um, I I really like how the Pistons roster looks, by the way. I do too. It's just, it's like all, it's all very what if, but like, I think they're just like one solid guard away from being like really solid as a it, team. Um, I'll give you a hot take. I think if they're healthy, like if their key players are healthy, they make the playoffs. Mm, okay. That's going to be tough. The East is tough now. Specific, when I say key players, I mostly mean Derrick Rose and Blake. Yeah. If they could get, uh, let's the season is 72 games, I think. Yeah. If they could get 60 games out of Blake, 65. They should get a full season out of Blake. No. I, I mean, you know, with his injuries, it's kind of random. Yeah. Uh, but if they get a full season out of him, they're a playoff team. Okay. Because Blake, Blake kind of gels those some of those random pieces together. He does. And if Blake can get into his like point forward bag, yeah, they might be tough. And D Rose has turned into like a top tier six man. Yeah. Love to see I, that. I hope he starts on this team though this year. I, I mean, mean, he did He did for a lot of the second half of the year, I remember. Yeah. I, um... Man, uh... Real quick, do you think DeRozan's getting traded or no? You think that's done? Uh, like, you think... I don't know, man. I, I don't think so. No? Okay. I just... He's, he's a weird guy. I, I don't know if I'd be excited for him going anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I, I thought... I thought there was a possibility he would come to the Pistons, which I would like with this roster. No, nah, not the beef he had with Dwayne Casey. Not, when Casey like gave up on him that last series. I thought they were over that, no? I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe they are, but. Well, um, I don't know. I think I think it's curious because the rumors, a lot of teams were looking at them, but you know, no one really took the leap. I guess. I, I would like him in Sacramento. That would be interesting. They need to let let Buddy go. Uh, well. No, they got to keep Buddy, huh? After they lost Bogdanovich. Yeah. They got to keep Buddy. Well, they could let Barnes go and fill DeRozan in there. Oh yeah, they could just wave Barnes. Yep. As far as I'm concerned. Yep. You think Charlotte's gonna make the playoffs? Hell no. No. No shot. Wow. All right. I mean, how much you think they could? Yeah. I I got a hot take. I think the Pacers are done. I think the Pacers are not not gonna make the playoffs again until they make a big, uh, like a big trade. That's New another coach. thing. Is Oladipo going anywhere? No, I don't think so. So he's staying, and you still don't think they're a playoff team? No, I don't. I think they're done. I think the fact of him staying may make them. I mean, that kind of takes some confidence away for me. I, I, I don't think, think the 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 kind of guys they have. I don't think it matters. I don't know. We'll see. And a new coach. I don't know. I don't. I'm not uh, picking Charlotte over them though, but I'm picking Atlanta over them. That, oh, that's not a hot take at all. Well, I I think the two spots are going to be open is Orlando and uh, Indiana spot, and Atlanta's getting one of them. I, I I'm going to say what I told you earlier. If Indiana makes the playoffs and they're not like an eight seed, if they're a middle playoff team. Yeah. You owe Brogdon an apology. <laughs> you know it's going to be because of Brogdon. Because he's their point guard. He's going to have a lot to do with whether they're good or not. We'll see. I'll give him an apology if, if he... He had a lot to do with them being good last year. Yeah, but they're... You know, they're like... You remember Memphis was like really regular season good every year? Yeah, I'm not... That's what Indiana is. You're right. I don't think that's going to change. I don't care if Oladipo's requests trades again all year long. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It just I doesn't don't matter to me. They like they, they have a culture of kind of just hungry players. Yeah. Like, to me, they're, Oladipo being like a drama queen shouldn't really impact them. I'll be honest. On this whole team, I disrespect literally everybody on the roster like I, I'm not saying I don't think they're good but I'm saying I in the past I have disrespected yeah. everyone on here you know, except for Aaron Holiday because I like him on paper I respect everybody on there individually but as if on paper looking at the roster I could see why you would do that no but I, before TJ Warren got there I said he was trash and I mean, he's not trash. He's not fire, but he's you were good. Disres- he wasn't trash in Phoenix. I know, but I said he was trash. I know. That's what I'm saying. So I disrespected him. I disrespect Sabonis still. Yeah, you owe them all bad. an apology if they're a playoff team. I disrespect definitely um, Justin Holiday because he was garbage on the Knicks. I disrespect Oladipo. I always have. And I probably won't stop. I still disrespect TJ McConnell. I probably won't stop on that one either. Um, and you, you already know Brogdon I'm still with it 
I'm ready this season. Let's go, Indiana. Coming his way. <laughs> I believe in you, Indiana. Not Charlotte getting that spot. Hell no, not Charlotte. <laughs> Atlanta. We could talk about Atlanta, but not Charlotte. Charlotte getting the spot. Watch. We'll come. We'll. I'll remember this conversation. They get worked first round. But <laughs> oh, so would Indiana. If wait, wait, if uh, if Hayward is healthy though, which I'm not confident in. So let me not say they're getting the spot because Hayward. Would probably I don't be care, out for the dude. I don't care if he's if he's doing the 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 LeBron like high cryogenic <laughs> chamber all year long. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> they're not making the playoffs, bro. Bro, they gonna have Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier out there at the same time for what? Devontae Graham. And Devontae Grant's supposed to eat off of that? <laughs> They're going to eat off of him. What do you mean? He gets the I first hope plate. so. I hope he so. He's on fire. He should have won, um, won most improved last year. I, I completely agree. If um, they're, they're setting up not to play through him, even though they should only be playing through him. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The uh, You think the Raptors are going to make it? You think they're going to be sure. better or worse? They're going to be around the same, I think. You think they're um they're going to make up for the big men? I mean, Baines and Lynn? Are... <laughs> Lynn, I don't really care about, but Baines, Just I saying think... those two names is funny, though. I, th- I think Baines could help him out a lot. He could. Baines could probably start for them. I, he would have to. I don't I know. Think, that might I mean... look good, too. I think, I think that's a good fit for them, man. Their roster is really wild, but I'm I'm confident in them. It's, They're losing Terrence Davis. That's okay. Didn't he? Something really bad happened to him. I forgot what he did. You know, I, Harmon Hammer, clean and simple. Oh wow. Add my bad. Uh, I he, I was um, really. Oh, go ahead. He's facing like really serious charges for something. Oh man. Arrested. Oh, here you go. Arrested. After he allegedly slapped his girlfriend and broke her phone, and he's facing seven charges, two counts of third degree assault, one count of attempted assault in the third degree, and one count of endangering the welfare of a child. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I he's... doubt if he'll be there this season. Yeah. <laughs> he but doesn't do that much. But... One reason that I'm excited for, for the Raptors is I was really impressed with what I saw from Ananobi and Powell in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's something they've transitioned to very well. As DeRozan has left, as Kawhi has, has left, they're, like the how dynamic their role players have become Yeah, has been really underrated, I think. Yeah, they, they find a way to fill in a 20-point scorer's points, you know, with two guys getting 10 each. Yes. And that's, that's really, um, you know, that's different. That's cool, though. Indiana does that to a lesser extent also. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, you got anything else for uh, for uh, sports? No, opening night games are, are set. I'm excited. Christmas games too. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun, man. Uh, real quick, I want to ask you this: Has there been, like, the Nets might be 
the most stacked team I've ever seen, man. Honestly, they look they look it, OP. It's like an underrated stacked team, it, you know, because it's not like stars. Like the Warriors, on paper, they're starting five, you know, with Cousins was outrageous, right? But this team is just like it's not missing anything. They're, they here. look like uh, you ever have that like two K fantasy draft when you when you get all these nice players that are kind of better than their rating is. Yeah, that's what it kind of feels like with this team. <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, for sure. Cause even um you know guys TLC Luwawu Cabro. Yeah. Last year he was looking legit at the end of the season. 100%. Obviously, Tyler Johnson. We already we talk about him all the time. You know, getting Shamit was low key, kind of nice. Dude, I don't um, know if he even if he's not hitting shots, he might fall out of the rotation. He could. Because Harris and Tyler Johnson, where's Shamit fit into that? You know, Harris is gonna be hitting shots. Right. Uh, you know, getting Jeff Green. I don't know what he brings, but he may bring something. I liked Karooks for them here and there. And then hopefully DeAndre is healthy and he's back playing. Um, so, yeah, man. Dude, the length they're going to have with Allen and KD. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Is is um, Jeremiah Martin the dude who, like, went crazy in that one game out of nowhere? Like, after they were already making the playoffs, didn't he get, like, 30 in a random game? Oh, I don't know. Was that him? I don't think so. Oh, I thought it might have been. Maybe not. I don't remember. I mean, we we already, you know, say how we feel about Levert, Dinwiddie. Even yeah, Chioza. I'm, I'm really excited for them. I'm really excited to see them. <laughs> They're coming right out of the box on the Warriors. I mean, on the Wizards. I think yeah. Warriors. Warriors, maybe. I forgot who they played first. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Warriors. That's going to be a good game because I want to see what the Warriors look like, too. Yeah. No, they uh, they have... No, they don't play the first two uh, it must nights. Be, they, it must they play be, the Wizards, yeah. Maybe it's a Christmas game? The Christmas game, yeah, I think is the Warriors, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, man... That's kind of wild that Russ ends up on the Wizards and then he has to go play KD right away. <laughs> First game. Sick of KD, man. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, KD, it's been a minute since we've seen him. Yeah, uh, I, I saw all the uh, all the talk shows saying, is KD going to return to MVP form? I mean, who cares? They, they don't need anything like that. <laughs> well... They need him. They actually need him to be more of what he was for the Warriors. I agree, especially in those first that first like year and a half, two years when he was all over the floor. Yeah, he was just running, getting transition buckets, and hitting easy shots, and being long on defense. Yeah, that's really all they need. I'm not gonna keep hating because I was about to, but. I'll hold it back this time. I can't wait for Kyrie to blow all that up. <laughs> I I think he probably is my most uh I'm most looking forward to seeing 
him play. He's the he's first, in my top five hated as well. The very first game or time that he doesn't get the last shot. <laughs> I can't wait, man. I can't wait for the news people to cover it. I can't wait for what he does. I'm gonna watch so close. I'll probably rewind it three times just to see his body language. I saw what he did to Hayward. You know, he said that, oh, finally, there's one other guy on the team that could hit a a shot. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, It's funny. I I think I'm curious how long it will take for Kyrie to say something messed up about Nash. I'm, I'm assuming maybe 20, 30 games he'll, he'll make some kind of snarky, uh, idiotic comment about what Nash isn't doing right. Mm-hmm. 30 wow. games? Maybe 40. About ha- about at the halfway point. Yeah, I'll say ha- halfway point, yeah. I'll give him that, yeah. They, you know it's coming, though, for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, oh, um, Steelers... Ravens, anything? RG3? Uh, no, we could talk about the Lakers uh, paying the stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get in that real quick before we switch over. Yeah. Um. So, they got the bag. AD got the bag locked. Five-year, yeah. 190 deal. He has a renegotiation clause, early renegotiation clause or something. Um. LeBron, two-year... 85, I want to say. Yeah, 85. Yeah, that'll take him right into Bronny's draft. Isn't that right? I think so. Yeah, so take him right into Bronny's draft. I hope he makes it for Bronny to get in the league. I do too. Uh, I, that that I would be really cool. I wouldn't mind, you know, that being a thing. I think he may even, you know, load manage a year just to be there that's fine yeah I, I, I get that. he deserves it oh he graduates high school in 2023 oh so he's gonna have to play another like year or two yeah okay i mean LeBron's about to be 36 yeah. dude you know what's crazy i was just thinking about this like <laughs> sometimes i look at other players like um like uh westbrook maybe and, like, LeBron is not that much older. Like, it feels like LeBron's been in the league for a long time for before. For so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I know those guys went to college, but four, he's only four years older than Westbrook. I mean, bro, LeBron, dude, LeBron's been my entire life of watching basketball in real time. LeBron has been a top five player. Yeah, pretty much. Probably a top three player, to be honest. Oh, he's always top three, yeah. And and to me, the fact that, like, how many great players have we seen, like, ascend and go away while LeBron has just been a top three player? <laughs> yeah, man, I was just thinking, like, I saw a picture of Darren Williams. Oh, man. I'm like, man, like, that seemed like it was forever ago and LeBron was there before and after <laughs> yeah it's just it's wild man yeah it's really wild yeah I mean dude all all the guys in his draft look at look at them 
I mean, D Wade has looked old for like four years straight. Yeah. Uh, Melo couldn't even stay in the league for like a year and a half. Right, Melo. Is there anyone left other than him and Melo? I I don't think so, man. And that's because they're you know Hall of Famers. Right, but it's like like everybody's gone and like washed gone. Yeah. And LeBron is is still at at his peak, honestly. Chris Kamen was another one I was looking at. Like, wow. Chris Kamen came and went, and he was a beast. Bogut retired. Dude, guys like Monte Ellis, like, went through their entire career. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's nuts, man. I, I didn't even... Yeah, CP will probably be gone before him. Yeah. CP, has, when, CP has done a good job of, of having a very long prime. I, I don't think there's ever been a player that has been, like, the best at their position in the league as long as CP. Other than, like, obviously the GOATs. But, like, at the point guard spot? Yeah. CP is top three his whole career. Yeah, all the time. I, I think I think CP is a top five all time point guard, just yeah. off of how for how long he's been doing it. I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Look at the names LeBron came in with that are gone: Matt Bonner, Zaza Pachulia, uh, Kyle Korver still hanging in there. Okay, shout out to Luke Kyle Walton, Korver, Jason Capono. Bro, Luke Walton went, was a player. He he became a decent bench player. Then he started sucking, got out the league, and now he's been coaching. And he has an extensive coaching resume. Yeah. And LeBron is still top tier. Man, what happened to um? I just saw a name and I lost Josh Howard. Man. Oh, injuries. What a beast. Injuries. I know, but I mean, killed him. Yeah, slaughtered his career. Dude, they. Boris. Yeah, he he slaughtered is a good word. He was one of those guys, kind of like what we saw with Chandler Parsons. Mm-hmm. Just just got demolished by injury after injury, and it's like all serious, long recovery injuries. Yeah, and he was. I mean, he was really, really, really good too. Yeah, bro. He. Dude, I remember he came on his last legs to the Wizards to try to contribute. And he had, like, one really good game and then got hurt. Oh, man. Michael Pietrus was so underrated as a role player. Came and gone. Kirk Heinrich came and gone. Luke Ridenour. He came a little bit. Gone. Boris Diaw. Yeah, man. LeBron. Hanging in there. It's just weird. It's just weird to think there kind of was only, like, four years in between. I mean, this is more than four years. There's four years in age, but there's only five or six years in between him and Westbrook. It seems like Westbrook is really new in LeBron's career to me. Yeah. <sighs> yep. All right. Um. Oh, real quick, though. I know you said, uh, you know, the Lakers... Don't look like they're pulling off the heist for Greek Freak, right? Greek Freak seems yeah. committed. But you don't think it's strange that Greek Freak releases the statement that he's re-signing 
the same day as Anthony Davis resigned. That, that's a little sus. I'll give you that. <laughs> like we've had all this time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just happens the exact same day that that's, that's happens. That's a little sketchy. I'll give you that. That's that's all I'm saying. I was like, okay, all right. Um, once I, because when you said that, I was like, yeah, you know, I might have been tripping. But then Greek Freak comes out and says what he said. I'm like, huh? Why do you say that today? Like you could have waited the next day. Yeah, it's, it's, it was. <laughs> I I also thought that when I saw him say something. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, I'm gonna play a gym. Um. Out of Mind Discoverer playlist. This is Diamond Cafe, Not Sorry.
Diamond Cafe, not sorry. All right, we got music. Where do you, we got to start with Wayne? Yes, no ceilings three. Huge surprise drop. Finally, I mean he's I mean he's teased it a little bit, but I didn't yeah. know it was coming out right now. No, I didn't know either. I didn't know either. Um, I mean it, the way he. I gotta give him credit for the way he released it, man. Very, very throwback feel, putting it on, like, a mixtape website. Yep. Uh, that clip has always been good to him. Right. He kind of brings back that mixtape trend that has pretty much died. Yeah. Um, what did you think, man? I, I was... I was expecting you to kind of reach out to me, tell me your thoughts when you heard it, uh, but you didn't say anything. <laughs> what did that? Um, what did you think that meant? Of me not saying anything? Uh, maybe, maybe it didn't live up to me the release hype. I guess. Uh no, nah, it did to me. It did to me. It, you know. Well, I'll say this. Funeral was fantastic. Funeral was pretty much flawless. This isn't flawless, but I recognize that it's not supposed to be. Like, because this isn't an album. It's a mixtape. I mean, he has his kids on, on four of the songs on here. So, like, it's not... He has he dug gutta gutta up from... Wherever he was, he dug, the, he dug a lot of the young money guys on here. Yeah, I mean, listen, this first, basically the first half of this, is all I really am judging. To be honest, like I'm not, I'm not judging, Lil Tune, Young Carter, Young Cam yeah, Carter, yeah, Jay Jones. I'm not judging any of those. I mean, uh, you know, the last couple, they're the only thing, but. I mean, come on, Wayne is, I think Wayne is the best rapper alive right now, honestly. Not, not that this is like an over-the-top solidify moment, but just the, the way... I think Funeral was. Funeral was, for sure. But it but if there was a question, it's just the, like some of the stuff, this first half on here is just ridiculous. It doesn't matter what song... Doesn't matter what flow. It doesn't matter what tempo. It doesn't matter if like he sounds good on it or not. He still he, he kills everything. Everything. Um. So I mean, I won't say he didn't live up to anything. It's just like I didn't have anything to say. It's just it's just Wayne being Wayne. Um. The BB King freestyle. Obviously, everyone wanted to hear Wayne and Drake. It sounds great, but you know I I'd like to hear them more in like a more um uh interactive yeah like I like when they're more of like a, in their song making bag yeah yeah I I don't just hearing both of them spit I mean that's cool but that's not what I like about Wayne and Drake um I mean they've done that enough 
you know, that I, I get that. But I do love when they, you know, Wayne's on the verse, Drake's on the hook, Drake has the little verse, or Drake starts with a verse, Wayne comes in and goes crazy, like right above it. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. I like that. So, I mean, that didn't blow my mind. But, I mean, they killed it. I mean, he, he killed a lot of the stuff on here. Um, That's really it. I don't have... I don't have a lot to say about it. I guess is when you say to live up, it's not like this isn't the best no ceilings. It's probably third. Just because I like this one better than two. Okay. But not by much. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I think there I don't think this was I agree, I don't think this was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh it's no to me one is perfect. Oh, absolutely. The original No Ceilings is... I, I wouldn't be mad if somebody told me that that's the greatest mixtape of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, this he did something on here that I didn't think would be a genius decision, but it's probably one of the smartest decisions I've ever seen for a music artist to make. Mm-hmm. He picked a lot of Pop Smoke beats. Yeah, he did. And as soon as I heard him on the first one... I was like, oh, he's doing this on No Ceilings? I'm ready. Yes. And every Pop Smoke beat, he annihilated. Yeah, he crushed all of them. Oh my God, he slaughtered it. Yep. Uh, dude, he... There, there's a certain level to his when he takes other people's beats and creates his own songs out of them. Yeah. That I just nobody's even come close to doing that as consistently as he can. Right, I agree. It it's so good. I almost wish everyone else would stop doing it. Yes, like that's how premium his beat taking is. Yes, his freestyling is just so premium. He's so good that he like he makes you want it to be his song. <laughs> yeah, like and yeah. he he completely. It doesn't sound anything like a remix. It literally sounds like he remade the song his own way. Yep. And it's just, man, I mean, I, by far the my night is the only one he even named the same. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, man, every all that was by far the biggest highlight of this. I agree with that. Uh, I thought that every pop smoke beat just he got better and better on it. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. Overall, I. Overall, this did let me down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I, I thought, like you said, he had four songs with just his kids on it. Uh, <laughs> There's a number of songs I really didn't like. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought the I thought Dragon was kind of meh. Mm-hmm. I thought another uh, two diamonds I really didn't fuck with. I didn't like Two Diamonds either. Yeah, and the kid, like, so many songs in the second half with his kids just completely killed the momentum to me. It did, yeah. Especially um, after he killed um, Dior. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. After that, and, like, anything after that kind of changed my mood a little bit. But... Yeah, and by far my biggest problem was uh, how did... Him and Young Thug sounded like trash together. Yeah, they did. In my eyes, uh, that shocked me. I liked it, though, but I didn't 
Like I liked them individually on the song, but I didn't like the song. I I hated the song. I hated I hated how Young Thug sounds, and it's been a while. Like I used to feel that way early on in Young Thug's career, mm-hmm. and but it's been a while since I felt like that. I hated how he sounded on here. Uh, and you mm-hmm. follow that up with probably the most boring rap track of all of these, Church. Yeah. That shit dragged. It did. Like crazy. And what's frustrating is that there's two songs in the second half that I love, which was Three-Headed Go and Afro. Yeah. And like because the second half stalls so hard, it was hard for me to enjoy them as much on that first listen. Mm-hmm. Like that second and third listen, I came back to it. I was like, "Man, these two songs are really good." Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just—it's—it's it's tough to get to them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I said, man, he's—he's he's a god. He's—he's he's, like you said, he's the best rapper alive. Yep. It's—it's it's hard yeah. to even—it's hard to even put anybody up against him at this point. It is, and, and the way he just keeps doing it, and it's just like. It's just so easy. But this, yeah, like, I, I don't know what he was doing on Carter Five, by the these way. These last two projects, it's like he's been, he's been chilling. Yeah, he's been chilling, and then he was like, "I'm ready to play. I'm warmed up. I'm about to go off." Was Carter Five his last song, his last album on Young Money? Is that why it sucked? <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Because like, it just it's just like such a vast difference from funeral to carter five yeah i mean from carter five to funeral I mean, yeah man, you know. man. i just it's crazy to me that he's he sounds like he, he sounds like modern and throwback at the same time now yeah and he he's does. almost getting to a point where he sounds better as a modern rapper than a lot of rappers do and then he sounds better as a throwback rapper than pretty much anybody yep yeah, he's just so I mean, good. He's so good at continuously rapping, and it doesn't get stale. Yeah, I mean, it's just I feel like so many of those, like Log, remember Logic's last album, how like good but boring it was. Yeah, Wayne Wayne can do that, and it never really gets boring. Yeah, so he's he's incredible, man. Wayne too is like. There's so many people where I say somebody would kill a certain beat or um, this beat doesn't fit them. But, like, I i don't think I've ever said that about Wayne. Like, I, it just doesn't matter. Like, no matter what beat you play for me, I would say, yeah, Wayne will probably kill this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I remember I said about Tyga, I said part of Tyga's greatness is that you can hear a beat and know Tyga will kill it. Yes. It doesn't matter. Every beat I hear, I think Wayne can kill. Yep. Like, he's just that consistent, and I'm just that confident in his talent. And, I mean, he's just... I wish this was a little bit better so I could say he's, you know, he's looking at the GOAT category. I mean, he's a GOAT, but... I think this is good enough. You think so? Yeah, man. I think the high... I think... Dude, life is good. He slays that. He does. 
I think that's probably the most vicious slave. Yeah, to me. he, dude. I, I was like, man, I don't even know why Drake and Future bothered. Yeah, because he he was better at them on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Which I I thought Future like dominated the the second half. I mean that beat's kind of made to dominate. Yeah, but I was like, man, Future really like rocked it. I don't know if people like anybody could just top him like that. And right. Wayne topped it in like the first ten seconds. <laughs> Yeah. In the first 10 seconds, I was like, I never want to hear the original song again. See, I, I, on, um, I was really hoping he came in on sicko mode. <laughs> yeah. I was, dude, I was so, like, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, it doesn't say with Wayne. I was like, please come in on this. You know he would <laughs> slaughter sicko mode. 100%. He probably, I don't know if I've heard him, like, Laugh Now, Cry Later is one of the first times I've heard him like go on a Drake beat without Drake. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, uh, he may not do Sigma Mode because, you know, Drake's on there. Yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's just, it's crazy to me how easy this was. It was. It was light work, this probably. This was such a, such a, like, easy 30-point game. Yeah. Yeah. Drake said some... Why won't they give us what we want? <laughs> why can't they? Why can't Drake just team up with 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 Wayne? <sighs> Dude, eight songs. That's all I need. Just eight. I'm a. Li- I'm sorry. I'm a little greedy. I need ten. I need double digits. <laughs> you need a full ten. Yeah. What if they do like the in one individual each, like him and Future? Like that's Drake cool. And Future? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That works, yeah. Yeah. That could be the last two. Yeah, yeah. Together, I need eight. I need eight. Even if Drake's only on the hook on a couple, that's fine. Dude. I mean, that it worked before. Uh, you know, one thing I did have, I, I was kind of hoping, because I had listened to Freddie Gibbs a little bit before I listened to this, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to Grammy hear nominated? a Freddie Gibbs uh, beat on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought he could have picked probably any of the beats off of uh, Burden of Proof. I wish he did a- any uh, Griselda beats. Yeah. Any yeah. of the um, B- Benny Conway or Westside yeah, yeah, yeah. beats. Yeah, Benny, Benny would have been crazy. <laughs> he Maybe he will next time. Yeah, he, w- he'll probably throw out another, uh, which one is it, Drought, that he does the same thing on? Yeah, he said another one's coming already. I like already. it. I'm ready. Um. Yeah, man. It, you know, I, I won't put him in there yet. Not off of this. If he gives us another album, like, I, and this, I probably shouldn't say this, but to me, Carter Five made him like. It put him a half step down for me. Eh, come on. He- you're allowed to lose. You're allowed to lose in the second round if you follow that up with a title. Dude, it was so bad. But funeral so was bad. OD. It, Funerals might be his best album. Bro, Look. Carter Five was not like awful. It's awful to me. I'm gonna be honest, dude. I I can't. It's. I think it's awful. Seriously. Okay. I don't think I've ever said that out loud, but it sucks. It really does. But the thing is, the way Funeral came out, man, 
I, I like when he just drops stuff and doesn't say anything. Honestly. I wish everybody would do that. There's there's some people I want to know, but yeah, I'm cool with the most hip-hop, people. Hip-hop, I don't need to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although, like, the pop, Rihanna, obviously, I gotta know. Yeah. Maybe even, yeah. like, the legends. Like, I need to know if Jay-Z's dropping something. Yeah. Uh, but, but Wayne could just drop. Even yeah. Drake could just drop, and it... I mean, if Drake just dropped, like, any... Like, a when he dropped the random little uh, two tracks, uh, Money in the Grave, and what was the other one? Um... Uh... Was that Diplomatic Immunity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It popped off. Diplomatic Immunity is underrated, by For the sure. Way. Yeah. The one with the the one with his other hit popped off too. Which one? Bro, what was the shit they were playing all year? Uh God's plan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean No, that's the one that was with Diplomatic Immunity. Oh, okay. Money in the Grave was with um Wow, mm-hmm. is it on? Let me check. I don't remember. But, yeah. I I mean, he he kills it when he does that. Yeah. He does. You know, um, wasn't... If you're reading This Is Too Late, wasn't that kind of a surprise? Like, date-wise? Yeah. Because I think we knew it was coming, but... I don't think like, we knew exactly when it was coming. I think we knew he had something, like, getting going. Yeah. And then he just dropped it. Omerta was is the one with. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cause I remember. <laughs> shout out to San Andrews days. I remember, um, me and Nigel eating, and seeing like that come across my phone. Drake just releases, you know, his whatever project that was fifth project, and yeah. I remember running back to the room to download it illegally. It's easy. Yeah, I remember I being like, disappointed yeah, I by it, but. I think I was unfairly critical because every I've gone back to it a few times and it's I I still think it's probably his worst, uh, but it's not like a bad album. No, it it aged a lot better. Yes, to me. very and it aged very well. Only because it wasn't as versatile as his other things, but like at the time, you know, because like when he goes from nothing was the same, that was like legendary. Half singing, you know, I mean, he did a lot of singing on there, but um, rapping was great, soft kind of stuff. And then he comes in here with like, you know, you may even call it some, uh, if you're reading this is too late, trappy almost for Drake. Yeah. For, for Drake's style. So that was kind of weird, but yeah, man. And then views the next year. Drake putting out classics year after year is really nuts. It is. Like, you think about it, like, every year he's put out something fire. Yeah, Drake's kind of, like, LeBron-esque with how consistent he's been. Yeah. For how long. I'd like him to... I wouldn't mind him going back to mixtapes and him killing other beats. Remember, you remember when it was a debate between him, Kendrick, and J. Cole? You remember that? Is it, did that end? To me, it did. <laughs> I know one person hopped and skipped out of the argument for me. I think Ken- Kendrick is doing the same thing by being MIA for so long. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. For them to leave for so long is definitely 
you know, it definitely hurts their case. Yeah, I mean, there's still, you know, I'm not not like Kendrick's out of the list completely. Right. He's, I'm just not putting him over Drake if Drake's putting out music and Kendrick is not. Right. Cole's out of the list completely. Cole's right? out of there. He's dropping. <laughs> there, dude, He's I, out. off the top of my head, I could list you so many artists I'd rather listen to right now than J. Cole. He announced his album date, I think, didn't he? Nice. Oh, no, no. That's right. It was a fake album release date, and it was actually like a shoe release date. <laughs> Do you hear about that? Not only... I'm not going to say it. I don't have a reaction for that. <laughs> but did you hear about it, though? No, I didn't. He announced a new colorway for his Puma sneaker called... um, What is it called? It's called something that you would think his album would be. That's what kind of like, that's what <laughs> annoyed people. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, that's what he did. That's what yeah, he's working on. Good job, on. J. Cole. He's working on getting to the Pistons. Him and Leandro, Lob City. <laughs> yeah, they'll be playing. Uh, then Dave East will be next. <laughs> <laughs> he may make the Hornets. The way they're looking, <laughs> the way they're rounding their roster out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Oh, man. All right, let's talk about the other album that we both heard. <laughs> All right. I want to hear your thoughts because Juicy J is a guilty pleasure guy for me, so I know you're not really a fan like that. Yeah. Um, What'd you think? J. Cole's sneaker was called Dreamer Black, by the way. That's why people thought it was going to be an album because remember he talked about he was going to be real pro-black on the new one and stuff. So they thought Dreamer Black, but anyway, Juicy J, um, you know, <sighs> this album's fire. Thank you. It's, it's straight fire. Thank non-stop you. Nonstop fire. The thing is, Juicy J, no one will ever accuse him of being a talented, well, he's not a good lyricist. No, I'll no, say no. that. Nobody, nobody will ever make that mistake. <laughs> But he's not bad. And um, the way... He's a great producer, beat maker. Yeah. He's top notch. And the thing is, his beats are so flawless. And they... They're so fun. Yeah, and the thing is, he has this cerebral connection with the beats that you know... Like, there's... How do I put it? There's no way to mess up a Juicy J beat because the beat tells you exactly what you need to be saying, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there's some beats, like we talked about Logic, um, even Meg on this last album sometimes. Some people, they'll get the beat, and then the way the stuff they say and the way they rap on the beat doesn't connect like all right the beat is slow but you're rapping about killing somebody yeah but juicy j his beats tell you like they speak to you with it's like it's another rapper on the beat but it's the beat like that's how much they speak to you as far as like the message to me yeah and it's the bass it's the i mean it's just hard man it's the tempo it's the way the bass was different like, the tempo of the bass was different on a lot of these songs. And it was, I mean, every feature sounded good because 
how bad can you sound? All you have to do is talk about exactly what the beat wants you to talk about. Yeah. My neck is starting to hurt from all the head shaking I'm doing because I <laughs> completely agree with you. And and plus, one thing he did that I appreciate, the guys who aren't like upper echelon rappers, their features were so short. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had like... <laughs> like 25 seconds yeah and i'm like yo, yo young i barely heard verse? young Dolph on there <laughs> a lot of them like oh like they're i listened to the song the whole song it was like i look like in their feature on here is only 30 seconds left. <laughs> yeah yeah two chains two chains pops in the last like 30 seconds to spend it yeah and he I, kills it but it's so quick I see the little dot going across. I'm like, yo, when is the feature coming in? <laughs> the last 20 seconds of the song. That's all he oh, needs. Oh, man. This album is like, is exactly what Juicy J does best. What? Uh, he just, he, he has that like high energy, like bump music. Yeah. And he never really, one thing, he makes a mistake every time I've heard of a, a project from him. He like tries to slow it down or he gets... He tries to carry a hook. Yeah. And he's so... When he tries to carry anything with his lyrics, it's OD repetitive. It is. It's just a chant. Yeah. It's not even yes. a hook. Yeah. <laughs> just chants over and over again. And, what, and, not, and he does that a couple times here, but the beat doesn't let it get stale. Yeah. Uh, and the, the only time he messes up with it, really, is if, like, the chant isn't catchy. Yeah. But if it's catchy, it works it's every easy, time. It's easy. And it normally is catchy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I just, I've been a fan of his first, I mean, forever, man. I used to listen to 3-6 Mafia a lot, and he was, like, he, he somehow, he, he's taken that sound and become an artist on his own with that sound. Yeah. You know, that's interesting, because a lot of people who do, like, group projects or work with other artists, they kind of have a different style with that artist. Mm-hmm. It Juicy J to me has like always represented the three six mafia sound. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean the the beats on here are crazy. I actually was pleasantly surprised with how good he rapped a number of times. I was too. Uh, I I didn't expect he really killed it a couple times. Sometimes he, I thought he outshined some of the features. I, I did too. I I'm, I yeah. thought. I thought he was really good on Spend It. I thought he was really good on Shopping Spree. Uh, I I prefaced him not being a good lyricist, but honestly, this is the best I've ever heard him rap, this album. In a Minute was kind of wild. Yeah, it was. In a Minute, I was like, whoa, like, this is like like a true rapper bag I had no clue he had. Yeah. Uh, And the features, it's, it's weird... Like there, I've listened to this album a couple times, and there are times when I want more features, and there are times when I'm I'm perfectly happy with what I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he does. I mean, this album is really good, dude. Kanye's, I mean Conway's verse on Killer. Oh yeah, he murdered that. Oh yeah, I thought uh, Poe Up was kind of probably my favorite song with ASAP. Yeah, they. I mean, they were. I would like to hear them do like a whole EP together. Yeah. They sounded great together. Yeah. 
I was a, a little disappointed by by the Megan and Ty Dolla Sign song. I was too. Like it was good, but a lot of the other songs exceeded my expectations. Yeah, that song was kind of like what happened on Megan's album, where I, it's like I kind of could tell what it would sound like before I even heard it. Yeah, I almost wish it was one or the other on that. Like I almost wish it was either just Ty Dolla Sign or just, or just yeah. Meg. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Then them together I didn't like because yeah. people are going to be saying what Ty Dolezal said in there like that's that's definitely happening in the strip club yeah so uh, I mean I thought Memphis to LA was really good <laughs> yeah uh, J-Rock sounded like throwback on it it was good yep I mean this album dude this album Logic even shouted out my hometown on 1995 yeah, he literally he went Germantown. I I've yeah. been there a bunch. Gaithersburg, that's where my girlfriend lives. In Rockville, that's where I live. Literally, <laughs> so it's I was I was hyped, man. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was solid. Yeah, bro. Really, this really, this really album solid. is not like a you know. There's nothing to deep dive. There's if you've ever heard Juicy J or if you're looking for like fun hip hop music, this is it. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, the hustle continues. Yes, that what else is, we got? That it does. Uh, you heard Danny Lay, right? Oh, uh, I did. Um, <laughs> I'm mad you had to remind me. Danny Lay's uh, album, movie? I'm not sure... Oh, this is her second album? I don't get the debut album stuff anymore. I'll just say that. So I don't know if this is her first album, second album, third album, whatever. Um, I gotta be honest, man. It's really boring. That's really all I have mm. about it. Like, you know, she sounds cool. She looks great, obviously. She, um... You know, she, her and baby, I think they're dating now. They had cool chemistry on their song, but the rest of it was just, it was just boring, man. It really was. There was sometimes I thought she, like, obviously she was trying to get sensual, you know, like the supposed to be sexy songs. And I, I didn't, they didn't hit me. I didn't feel anything. I couldn't I couldn't get into it. it's like she didn't I guess just as an artist she hasn't found that way to like pull you and make you visualize like some of the other female songstresses do now. Um so I I guess she's just behind the curve for as far as that for her style. I got you. Obviously she is in a certain style as a lot of these you know there's a category of her kind of R&B, right? Mm-hmm. She just wasn't up there, up to par with the other ones. That's all. I, I didn't you. hear a lot of change of subject matter, really. Uh, it wasn't very personal at all. That's one thing that I think definitely could have improved. It's, it was just very forgettable. And um, maybe boring is a little harsh. But it was very forgettable. I'll just say that. I remember listening to it, but 
I can't remember any highlights. I listened to it twice. I think right after the last podcast, and it was just like, I didn't save anything. I didn't mm. like any of the songs. I got you. Yeah, just one of those. You know, not a deep dive into it. Yeah. Uh, anything coming tomorrow mm-hmm. or today for people listening? Uh, Nothing I've heard about. I'm sure we'll get one surprise. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, did you see? Apparently, uh, ASAP Rocky and and Rihanna are dating. Yeah. This this week has been the craziest dating week I have ever seen. Jimmy Butler, Selena Gomez, ASAP and Rihanna. I mean, ASAP and Drake are friends. <sighs> what was the other one I told you about? Um, oh, oh, Beasley, Malik, <laughs> Malik Beasley, <and laughs> Larsa Pippen. He's wild for that one, man. His wife filed for divorce. Yeah, I mean, the there's. There's a lot of like savagery that that get that goes underrated. That's that's underrated savagery right there. Yeah. Um. Wow. The NBA reportedly not will not test players for marijuana next season. Oh, we're getting a whole different kind of league this year. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what they said. Just oh my it. god, that is a, oof. That is a dangerous game to play. <laughs> It's a terrible game to play. I don't even... That's going to be a mess. Dude. Here I was thinking Michael Beasley was going to make it back this season. It's over, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's over for him. He's Why'd done. you have to do him like that? He's done. <laughs> he's oh, done. Yeah. Dude, he's only been bad on the teams that have... That don't have marijuana... Uh, like... All the teams that have marijuana legalized in their states, he sucks. <laughs> the Knicks, he played great. Minnesota, he played great. Um, Phoenix, he played good. L.A., garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. What was the, Miami, um, I think he was at. <laughs> he was good in Miami yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. But he, it's Miami. Come on. He, he, you know... Yeah, it's man, there. he's gotten caught for this shit like three times in Miami, right? I think you know so. Pat was Pat's not playing that. Thanks. Yeah, trash. <laughs> I mean, he's either suspended or garbage. Unless, like I said, unless the state has strict marijuana laws. Yeah, I mean, I was mad the Knicks let him go. Oh, Houston. Oh yeah. And he played pretty good on Houston for a while. They just didn't give him a shot. Lil Uzi reacts to the ASAP Rocky and Rihanna dating rumors. It can't be true, he says. He's jealous. Nice. He's hating. Yo, why is he jealous? He had the JT, didn't he? Or is it the, does he still? I don't think he still does, but there he goes. That's why he's jealous. Okay, is that the one? I'm, is that the right one that I'm thinking of? I think it is. Yeah, I don't I even remember. JT. Is JT and I don't even know the other girl's name. Young Miami. Mm, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was JT. We got to talk about the Grammy nominations. Yeah, can, um, I, I saw those, but it was a couple days ago. Can you remind me what they were? I know uh, Benny made it. Let me pull it up. Rap. Okay. Best rap performance. <laughs> These are a joke, man. 
Best rap performance, uh, Deep Reverence, Big Sean and Nipsey Hussle. Bop by the Baby, What's Poppin', Jack Harlow. The Bigger Picture, Lil Baby, Savage, obviously, Megan, Dior, Pop Smoke. Best Melodic, they added way too many things in here too, by the way. Best Melodic Rap Performance, uh, Rockstar by the Baby and Roddy Rich. Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake, Lockdown, Anderson Pack. The Box, Roddy Rich, Highest in the Room, Travis Scott. Best Rap Song. Uh, oh, this is the Songwriters Award. So it's the bigger picture for the people who wrote for that, for Lil Baby, The Box, Roddy Rich, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Rockstar, Savage. I don't need to say all the names. Everyone knows those. Um, best Rap Album, Black Habits, D Smoke. Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, A Written Testimony, J Electronica, King's Disease, Nas, and the Allegory, Royce the 5'9". That's it. This this was my... My friend mentioned this to me, and, and he kind of wanted my thoughts. Uh, and and I was, I, I was going to give him my thoughts, but then I was like... If I recall, this is the same Grammys that gave Igor the best rap album last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's like that's like saying who's your favorite basketball player, and you say an athlete from a different sport. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you say uh, Julius Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I it's just to me someone who knows how to play basketball but doesn't play basketball. This is like that. It's always crazy to me that like these kinds of things that are supposed to represent the people they they never seem to represent people. Right? Or they seem to represent like the most basic like 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 really the songwriting of the box deserves nomination really (laughs) like it's a catchy song but like are you kidding me songwriting of rockstar or of any of these nothing in any of these are you know great i mean listen we say logic is trash but logic has some of the best songwriting in any of hip-hop yes i mean i mean i don't know if his album made this but i'm saying there's people like that who actually have brilliant writing i mean i would like if i didn't hear like a talib Kweli album or something i'd expect it like common or black thought someone like that should be here yes savage and put wait it gets worse though by the way oh uh what's something we have continuously said about R&B this year. It's resurging. And mainly from who? Females. Our best R&B album Aunt Clemens Happy to Be Here. Giveon Take Time. Luke James To Feel Loved. John Legend Bigger Love which R&B? I I heard that. It, it I wow. All Rise Gregory Porter. No females in the best R&B album. 
Okay, I'm not gonna talk about the others because I haven't heard them. It, it doesn't mean no females at all. But the fact that John Legend was more <laughs> R&B than Kalani. Stop it! Stop it! No shot. Summer Walker, Kalani. I mean, Tiana Taylor. I mean, there's this people I would I would be okay with them just throwing in here just because like. Tiana Taylor wouldn't be my choice for this, but if they put her in here, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be tripping. Like I wouldn't be mad. I would you know? easily take Queen Nija's album over John Legend for R and B. Absolutely. For any R and B award, I would take Queen Nija's album. I heard Luke James's album and I heard Giveon's album. I mean, they were cool. Giveon is hot right now because of Drake. He's another person we can chalk up to Drake creating. By the way. After um, was it Chicago freestyle? Yeah, yeah. So he's hot. I get that, but it wasn't touching. It wasn't touching four female R and B albums I heard this year. I mean, the, the fact that they're sucking Roddy Rich as hard as they are just shows that they follow trends. Roddy Rich has like a ten percent chance of not winning a Grammy this year. And come on, man. The best rap album, I didn't hear D Smoke's album, did you? No. So I won't talk about that one. But I heard the other four. Listen, man. If Alfredo wins a Grammy, I'll never watch the Grammys again. I probably won't watch them now. But if Alfredo wins a Grammy, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How is Pop Smoke's album not in? He had three albums this year. None of them are in there. What was none? What was the song you said for the? You said deep reverence, and then what was the next one? Um, Bop by the baby. That that right like, there. That you go from deep reverence to Bop. Then what's popping? And then what? What? What are you talking about? Like, you're putting different songs in the same category that... It just doesn't even make sense. Then Savage and, and then Dior by Pop Smoke. And then um, The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. I mean, The Bigger Picture could have made rap writing over all the ones that are in there. I think Drake should be offended that Laugh Now, Cry Later is in there. Yes. Because he... Every other... That might be one of his worst writing songs. Like, I'm trying to think of one that has worse writing. Uh, uh, Child's Play had better writing than maybe, that. Maybe, uh, just hold on, we're going home. Oh, yeah, because he just repeat the same <laughs> or thing Or started from the bottom. <laughs> Start from the bottom might give that a good run. I might take that over. I'll yeah. cry later. <sighs> this is it's sickening, man. I just, I don't understand... I don't understand. I mean, Nas's album was cool, but Grammy? Was it Grammy good to you? Hell no. I mean... What are we doing? Jay Electronics, his album was not good. I don't want to say it was trash, but it was not good. (laughs) Not good at all. And why didn't... uh, I guess Meg's was in the album. Because she keeps having debut albums. She'll probably have another one, too. (laughs) Dude, like, 
I would have taken Kyle's album over some of these, honestly. And I hated that. <laughs> I still would have taken it over. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. It's just, I mean, Jordan Lucas didn't have any best songwritings. I mean, yeah, if, if Will, how does Will not make the list? I don't know. Will is a classic. And we're and we're talking in circles a lot. Funeral is not on here on anything. Dude, come, come on, man. They're not listening. No. Again, like I said, if if you if you get asked the question what's 1 plus 1 and you answer an English question, you you're not on the same page as as the the listeners. Yeah. Colin John Legend's album an R&B album just because He's an R&B. And the thing like that they miss is that... to it. Yeah, they miss is that, okay, I'm an R&B artist, but that doesn't mean every album I make for the rest of my life is an R&B album. That's like putting Machine Gun Kelly's album in the rap. Yes. Just because he's a rapper. Yes. That's what they did for Tyler, the Creator. He didn't rap more than 10 lyrics on there. And just because they know him as a rapper, oh, he released the album, it must be hip-hop. No, it's not. I, I don't understand. Brandy's album was good. Justine Sky, I her album might be my favorite album of the year. Tiana Taylor's album, Chloe and Hallie, I think they put them in something. It's just like, we're just going down the R&B list, man. It's just crazy. It's just sad. Yeah, when you started off, you went deep reverence, and then bop, you lost me. Like, after that, I was like, I mean, you know, what are we talking about? Bro, never in my life have I listened to Freddie Gibbs and said he deserves a Grammy. Even on his best songs. And he's had some great songs. I, I want him to win just for the for the trappers out there. Yeah, but... Just because he... they suck... Grammys fucking suck anyway. I I I would like to see Freddie get some extra love. Yeah, but when you're listening, do you feel like this is a Grammy award winning? Like when you, when we talk about Freddie Gibbs from now on, will you think, yeah, he's a Grammy award winning artist? Oh no. Like will you? No. It just doesn't even sound right, does it? No. It's crazy, man. I feel bad for Pop Smoke, man. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke, because he can't give us any more. He can't give us any more than he gave us. Yeah. Like, it's over. And they got Alfredo? <sighs> Bro. Jay Electronica? I wonder how much Jay-Z paid for him to get in those Grammys. <laughs> you know, they gotta let Roddy Rich go. Like, just, he's not, he's not that good. Oh, real quick, I didn't even take you here. On the, uh... Best R&B performance, four out of five of them are women. But none of them deserve the album. The best traditional uh, performance, uh, I don't know if these are women or not because I don't know these names. I know three of them are women. Best R&B song, I see her, I see Beyonce, I see Tiana Major, I see Chloe and Halle, I see her again. Best progressive R&B album, Janae, Chloe and Halle, 
Free Nationals, Thundercat, Robert Glasper. I like all of those. I like all of those a lot. But then when the best R&B album is no women, I don't understand. Janae Aiko isn't an R&B artist. What is progressive? For albums containing at least 51% playing time of newly recorded progressive vocal tracks. Derivative of R&B. I don't know what that means. It's like a sub R&B category. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I understand Thundercat being there. Robert Glasper yeah. kind of has some rock stuff to him sometimes. Free Nationals I get because, you know, it's Anderson Pack's band. I get they kind of go back and forth. But, I mean, Chloe and Helen Janeiro is R&B as you can be. Like, I don't get it, man. This is whatever. This is it's depressing. Honestly, I don't even want to keep talking about it. What I do have to say this though, an alternative best alternative music album, Jamie by Brittany Howard is in there, right? But she's also Goathead is on best R and B performance. How come her album is an alternative, but her the song on the album is R and B performance? What? I don't understand. What is going on? It's Beyonce. Beyonce should be in pop for her Savage remix or something. Like I, I don't understand. I don't get it, man. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The Grammys are sick. That's all I got to say about it. Sick. Man. I agree. Hold up. Where's the? All right. is in the best pop album. That's okay. I like it. You better That's... be. I was about to say if that wasn't there. I it's over. Like the Grammys, they should burn down the Grammys. Just burn down wherever it's being held. She got "Don't Start Now" in the best pop solo. Yummy. Doja Cat got "Say So." That's pop. Doja Cat is pop. She's she's like a weird hybrid. I'm not mad at them putting her in pop. Why wouldn't she be in progressive? Yeah, I don't know. She's that that sounds like a good fit for her too. Alright, I'm off this. What else we got? Any other music news? Anything important? Music no. I, there was one uh movie thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh-huh. What's up? Uh you wanna go to the gym and come back? Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we talked about WizKids album on here. Great project. He's had a great career so far. Um and this is him and LMA. This is Piece of Me. Yeah, man. Sweet, sweet energy. I need to feel by your body one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sweetest of ever.
come and get a piece. Up on my bed, break through like Rocky. Oh. Used to go round after round, round, round. No Peace of Me by uh, Wizkid and LMA. Beautiful song. Man, Wizkid is high on my list of artists that I want to travel to go to a party where their music is played. Yeah. Like, I, I gotta go to a party where just Wizkid is on the playlist. Like, the DJ has six Wizkid songs. I need it. And I need, you know, I need the whole experience, the Caribbean environment, the... I need some, you know, uh, torches in the background. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I would love to be on the beach listening to this. Right. And some with some people who know how to dance to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. just the vibe. Yeah, he's up there on the list. Yeah. All right, what, what movie uh, news you got? Um, Did you, you see HBO Max is making the move? They are releasing all their 2021 productions you know, lineup movies in theaters and on HBO Max. Mm, okay. That includes, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know it includes, obviously, Wonder Woman was the first one. Yeah. Uh, it's Matrix Woman. 4 is going to be that like that. Matrix 4? Yes. I didn't okay. know that was coming out this next year, but apparently it is. And it's, it's the Warner Brothers movies, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh Dune, the new uh the what's the hot director? Um, he made Prisoners, D- Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. He made yeah. Arrival, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. uh he's doing Dune, which is some kind of like space thing that looked really crazy. It's a remake. Yeah. Okay. It's a remake. It's I mean it's way before us, but yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. what else was it? Uh Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus yes, King God Kong. Yes, God was another one. Space Jam. I got the list now. Space okay. Jam, A New Legacy. We know that. The Conjuring. What is this now? Four for them? Oh, eight. I'm tripping. Yeah, I guess eight. so. 
the Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos prequel. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's movie In the Heights with uh, your boy, Anthony Ramos. Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah with Lakeith Stansfield and Daniel Kaluuya. That looks fire. Uh, they're doing Mortal Kombat again? They Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Tom and Jerry live, live action movie. Action. No thanks. Did you see the trailer for that? No. It looks pretty it looks pretty cool. I mean Okay, I'm I'm I, a little bit back on the live action gang because Sonic was straight. Yeah. Uh I I don't know if this is gonna be like that though, but <laughs> But like if they if they find that balance of not too like stupid Yeah. But like stupid enough in an entertaining way. Yeah. Uh, I think they could make it good. Uh, King Richard, which is the Venus and Serena Williams' father story. Oh. Uh, Little Things, Denzel and Rami Malek in it. Um, yeah, Denzel got some kind of like thriller, right? Yeah, yeah. Aging sheriff and a young detective who team up to stop a serial killer. Sounds interesting. Uh, wow, this is a bunch of these. I'm not going to read all of these. I think this is the first step in uh, movie theaters... Oh slowly yeah. dying yeah i think so too there's only three there's only four left i'll just read them those who wish me dead best-selling novel follows teen boy who witnessed a murder and tries to avoid the killers in a wildfire uh reminiscence hugh jackman movie people relive their memories that sounds fire uh malignant which is uh not much of James Wan horror movie coming. Oh, okay, I'm, I, I liked everything he does with horror. I'm gonna check that out. And Cry Macho, which is a Clint Eastwood horse training horse trainer kidnaps a young boy from Mexico. <laughs> All right. Weird synopsis, but probably <laughs> probably very emotional. That's what uh, Eastwood's always good for that. Yeah. Oh, to bring him to his father for U.S. in the U.S. for fifty thousand dollars i didn't scroll down okay that's where we starting and then wonder woman yeah man i think uh, this is setting up that trend now where i think people are gonna have to make a tough choice is you already see i don't know if you noticed netflix's monthly price is going up i did see that yeah uh that i think streaming services are gonna ramp up on the original content but i think the prices are also gonna ramp up quite a bit um yeah so okay so for for these do you have to buy the movie too or is it just gonna be there Uh, with the subscription it said for wonder woman specifically it's gonna be there with the subscription okay so in the other ones they haven't announced yet yeah i'm assuming it's gonna be the same thing because then I don't think the the situation that happened with Mulan is ever going to happen again. But how, but how can they make that money back? I mean, they can't. But the problem is, <laughs> they're losing money by not being putting it out. Yeah, they and, are. And with COVID getting crazier and crazier, I mean, look at look at how in how like incoherent we are as a country reacting to shit. Think about what that's going to be like with a vaccine. 
But where is the money gonna come from? What do you mean? That's the pro- like. I just. I just don't know how they make money. Like, if I have the... Like, we... Think about the movie there. We pay $10 every time we see this movie. Right? 15 a lot of the time. Yeah, 10 to 15, 10 to 17 even. Every single time we see the movie. So now, we're paying $17 forever. Like... It's fifteen dollars a month, so I'm paying fifteen dollars, and I'm never paying to see a movie again. But if if I'm, if I think they're making money off the subscriptions, because it's it's no, but one thing to have like some random movies that have come out, but when you have original, when Wonder Woman is coming to your platform, yeah, I mean that that is a game changer. I know, but it's it's fifteen for the whole month. So if if any of these movies come out in the same month as another movie, they're not they're only getting half of the fifteen per person. Well, that's, that's why, what I'm saying. That's why I and don't think is, everybody's doing it. And the other flip side is, you know, you, your girl, your family are all watching it for the same fifteen dollars. Like in a movie, we're spending seventy dollars to go see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. That's the part I'm saying. Where does that money come back? I don't understand. Like, I know maybe I'm overthinking it, but for some reason I just don't understand how that could be possible. Going from how high you go, you know, for the movie at the theaters to come all the way down to just $15 a month and you just got the movie? That's the part I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how that works. That's why, in I think in my idea, the only way they could get that back is increasing the subscription prices. It says that they will... Okay, well, it does say that Warner Brothers made it clear that the films will come off after 30 days. Oh, so it'll so be I in guess, theaters for a month? Well, in on HBO Max for a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's saying... I, it only it'll come off HBO Max after the month is over. Oh, so it's limited time. Yeah, that makes it. I, I don't know, man. I, it still doesn't change much because I still only pay fifteen dollars for this whole thirty days. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch it ten. You can watch it ten times for nothing. That's why I don't think everybody, every movie company's doing that. But listen, man, we got. You heard the names I said here. Clint Eastwood, Margot Robbie, Denzel, LeBron. Oh, man, stars. Um, the Sopranos guys make money. Keith and Daniel Kaluuya and Chloe Grace Moretz is in Tom and Jerry. Will Smith is in King Richard. These are guys. Blockbusters. Yeah. That's crazy, man. This can't... I don't think theaters can die because they can't do this again. There's no way they can... There's no way they figure out a way for them to keep making money doing it like this. I refuse to believe. Well, I think they're just doing it for the following year. I can't imagine it's going to be forever. Yeah, it's like, you know, this is like um, how artists, well, this is like the scary possible future. 
where you know music artists take so much less money for their stuff being on streaming. Album sales has changed. How many times you stream it? You know, every fifteen times you stream it is like one play or whatever. Now, yeah, I forgot how I forgot how it works, but one album sale or one song sale is that? Could that work in movies? Like, could that be? Could movies be streaming platform? No buying, no nothing. It's just subscription and it's just streaming platform movies. Could that work with new movies? And then what What would be the... I guess the tour would be the theaters. Like you replace... Obviously, artists make their money in the tour. Like that's where the real money comes. So for the movies, it would be the theaters. Then they say, okay, well now we're in theaters. Come see it again. You know what I think they're doing? I don't think this is going to be like a forever thing. Yeah, I don't think it is. No, I'm I'm just saying, hypothetically, if this does work, then it could be. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what's scary. Could it be like streaming services eventually? If What if this works and is, is perfect? Like this is exactly how HBO Max Yeah, like Max Wonder Woman. Like a ton of people see Wonder Woman. Yeah, but... They don't make the money, but they realize it's the views that are making the money, so they're selling the ads, just like our streaming stuff does. Yes. Like, if you don't have premium, you get the ads, you get the, you know, they stop middle of the song. Like, is it something like that that could happen? Probably. Man. Ben, I mean... I mean, I'm going to movie theaters until they die. <laughs> Me too. I'll be the last person. I'm telling you now, care. when we get out of this COVID shit, I'm going to see a movie like every weekend for a whole year. I still might go see Wonder Woman in theaters. I might too. Yeah, if Virginia is still chilling and the the virus hasn't gotten crazy over there, I probably will too. When I went to see um, Tenet, I, we were the only people in that bad boy. Yeah. So I mean, if yeah, me that too. happens for. That happens for Wonder Woman, so be it. I'm, I'm in there. I'm so ready. Yeah, <laughs> that looks so fire. I'm excited for it. Um, man, this, I mean that's big news. It's big news, but you know a lot of these aren't coming out until the very end of twenty later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Denzel ones come out in January. That's not a good sign. Tom and Jerry's March. More Combat January, Judas Black Messiah. That should have been out, I think. Um, a lot of these movies probably would have been out if it wasn't for COVID. You gonna see Godzilla versus King Kong? Yeah. <laughs> the way you said that, <laughs> I just I'm at I'm to the point where I hope there there are there's no humanity in the movie. Just monsters, just them just monsters, and that's it. Yeah. Because everything they do with with human characters is 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 just so bad. You really hated Kong Skull Island? No, I I liked it, but I hated oh, okay. every character in it except Kong. <laughs> Bro, Samuel L. Jackson made no sense. He was just like anti, like he was just like one of those pure hatred people. Yeah, I hate that no shit. Reason. The Loki guy was just like this expert tracker. I liked him in there. No, no, he no chemistry. 
no chemistry with uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. Oh, it was Brie Larson in there. That's I mean, right. come yeah. on, you got the guy, the guy from Project X is in there doing dumb shit. You got the the two guys from Straight Outta Compton. One is a scientist. He doesn't sell that for a second. The the <laughs> other guy's trying to crack jokes that never make you laugh. It's just cringe. Toby Kebbell's in the movie for 20 minutes with the most ridiculous southern accent you've ever heard. He definitely shouldn't have been it's, in it. It's cringe, man. You don't remember how awful Kyle Chandler and... Um, why can't I remember names today? Uh, Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Their, their relationship was so bad. Yeah, it was. Like, every time they went to their relationship instead of goddamn Godzilla fighting King Mothra, it derailed the goddamn movie. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to be fighting for, I wonder? I don't know. But it, I, they ramped up on the fighting scenes from one to two mm-hmm. with Godzilla and, and Kong. To me, by far the best part of Kong was Kong fighting shit. But, but that's the that's the weird part. They set it up for both of them to be to not really like be against humans that much. Yeah. So what are they? I don't know. They a both dominance like, thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Because you would think they're on the same team, right? That's probably what's going to happen. There's probably going to be some kind of, like, other creature attack. And they're just going to team up? They're going to fight for a second and then team up? Yes, what what Batman v Superman did. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright. You got anything else? Uh, No, man. Hopefully, Hopefully COVID doesn't shut down the NFL so we can talk about it next week. It's looking, not looking good. It's bad, dude. San Francisco is literally having to play in another team's stadium for a couple weeks. Yep. That's that's not a good look. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh my god! Baltimore's out there with third and fourth string players. (laughs) Come on. Yep. I mean, teams are playing without a quarterback at all. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) oh my god. With yeah. a practice squad wide receiver. Oh, that's so funny. Yep. You can saw. Well, I guess I guess not. No. Short yeah. short notice. Yeah, man. Yep. Well, uh, man, we went two forty today. Yeah, Tom kind of flew by. Yeah, we talked about the NBA a lot. All right. Um, I'm gonna play. Uh. Uh, I'm gonna play this Amory song from way back um, as a throwback. One thing, a classic. Um, you got anything? Anything else you want to say before we leave? No, thank you for listening. We'll be back. Yep. See you guys next time. <laughs>